Hey guys, welcome to Good Good Talks Grid It Girl season, and I have one of the best people on for this episode. Her name's Kristen, and I'm pretty darn positive she is the first person to interview from one of my college friends. So I've been wanting, I've been contacting all my college friends. I'm still in so much connection with them. It's just, I went to college in Indiana, which is three hours ahead of California. So finding times to coordinate is actually the hardest thing ever. But I think it was maybe one day that Kristen had off that I woke up just a little bit earlier before I went to work and we were able to make it happen. And guys, she's so fun. She's so genuine, so, so open and vulnerable. And it's something that I wish that I would have seen that in her um, earlier on because we weren't really friends. Well, we were friends, but not really too close until maybe later in the junior year, in our junior year, beginning of senior year kind of time. And I feel like we've even gotten closer as being separated. So guys, I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's just get to the show. What's up? Not much. It's so early there for you. It's all right, dude. My goal is to wake up at like 6.30 every morning and it does not work. So, this is helping me. Yeah, I'm motivating you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, how are you? I'm good. I, um, yeah, I made a bagel. I made coffee, so... God, I made coffee too. And I'm in my car because Mina's still sleeping. Like, she sleeps during the day. I didn't want to wake her up by me being loud. Oh. Okay. As long as you, like, don't overheat and sweat like I did. No, it's it's only 83 degrees here and I have my air conditioning on, so I think I should be good. Okay, I don't want you to, like, burn out your... Wait, you got a new car, didn't you? Yeah. What kind is it again? It's a RAV4. It's a RAV4. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, good. It's like, yeah, it's not new or anything, but I just really like it. So, yeah. happy. Honestly, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's insane how out here in California, everyone has a really, really nice car. Really? Yeah. Well, and more especially in, like, the Newport area where I work, it's, like, the higher end Sorry, I mean, can't you tell I got so ready for you? Yeah, same. <laughs> um, Literally rolled out of bed. Yeah, same. I looked at my hair and I was like, well, I don't think I've ever looked this good for an interview ever in my life. Never, never. Um, but, like, Newport area is, like, more of the higher end. Like, everyone just has money some way or another. And so it's, like, Land Rovers and the Mercedes, like... The Mercedes Jeep things, like, they're everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty crazy. Do you, feel, do you feel pressure to get another car? Um, sometimes, like, so I had my minivan, right, that I had for, like, a year or so, um, and that kind of felt a little funky, but it's also, like, whatever, I like, this is what I have. Um, but it just kind of shows that, like, no matter how many new things you get, it's never going to be fulfilling. Like, I had my new car for two days, and I was ready to get, like, a new one, you know? Yeah. And I have a 2015 Honda Civic, so it's not like it's, like, I'm, like, riding in one of the crappiest things ever. Like, I love it. 
it's a great car. Right. Um, but like instantly when I pulled up, I was like, well, I want this or I want this, whatever. It's kind of, it's crazy. But yeah. Like we always want the next best thing. Literally. Literally. Whatever's newest and nicest. Seriously. Okay, girl. You have been so sweet in letting me not melt in my car. And um, moving our interview 500 times. Feels like it. it. Yeah. No, honestly, not a problem. I'm stoked, dude. <clears throat> I'm very excited. I'm very honored. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm trying to get these questions up here, but I'm like... My mind isn't all <laughs> awake. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing, Steph? Oh, man. All right. Let's see here. Okay, so at the beginning of this, I would love for you to just, like, share who you are. Um, how old are you? What are you doing? And then um, kind of how we know each other, I guess. Okay. Okay, so, Kristen, um, who are you? <laughs> I am one of Stephanie's friends from college, and mm-hmm. we met our freshman year, which was really, really cool. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that, how long has it been? Since 2012, so it's about six years. Isn't that crazy? I feel old. I feel old when people ask me how old I am, and I tell them I'll be 25 in November. I just feel old when I say that. Yeah. I'm like, what? where did time go, honestly? Um, so I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I work for the Wesleyan denomination, which is the denomination, certain denomination of Christianity. And I work on a team of people that, um, we kind of like help and resource the local church. So like all of our local Wesleyan churches and specifically I work for kids and student ministries. So, um, that means we kind of connect with kids and student pastors across America and plan events for them and help resource them. So that's what I do Monday through Friday. And it's been a very big transition because I had never had a full-time eight-hour-a-day <laughs> desk job before. And so that has rocked my world in a good way. But it's definitely something that has been hard for me. Yeah. But I love it. I work with amazing people. I work with some of the most amazing people in their faith and they're just awesome so it's a great it's a good job it's funny because I feel like I thought I knew your job and I thought you worked at a church and all these things and I actually had no idea what you're doing so now well a lot of people it's so funny you say that because like people I've known for so long they ask me what I do and they're like you work for a church right and I'm like well yeah technically but not really it's like I kind of work for like the business side of the church if yeah. that makes sense yeah. Like, work behind the scenes, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of a confusing role, but, yeah. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know what crit does. Nope, never mind. <laughs> I don't even know what I do half the time. I'm like, what am I going to be doing today? Yeah. Do you like that, going in and being like, okay, what am I going to do today? Or is it, um... Yeah, I do like the variety of my job. I think that is one of the reasons why... I've almost been there two years now, and for me, that seems like a long time because obviously, like, going from high school to college, you kind of have different jobs every season. Yeah. That's what I felt. Yeah. 
So being somewhere for almost two years now seems like a, a good while, but I do like the variety. And my favorite part about my job is the events that we plan. Like I love planning things and seeing people come together at the end of it. It just like, it makes my life. And so brings me joy. I like mm-hmm. my job a lot. That's good. Honestly, it freaks me out. I've been looking at teaching jobs and stuff and, um, just thinking about, I don't, I don't know if it's like my personality or if it's the millennial in me of like staying at a job for longer than a year freaks the heck out of me. And, but I want to be committed. Like I want to get to know the people. I want to get to know the kids. Um, and even in my job now, I could stay there for more than one year for sure. Um, but looking at newer jobs and not knowing what it's going to be like. I don't know. It's crazy. So good for you for staying in it for more than a year. (laughs) Stupid millennials. (laughs) We can't figure it out. Okay. So that's you. That's crit. Um, you are my first friend other than, well, that's not true. You're my first (laughs) call. (laughs) Nope. No, taking all that back. You're my first college friend. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had friends from high school, friends from out here. Um, so it's kind of like you're the first one to bring Indiana into the podcast. Woo! I'm honored. Let's Indiana's go, Indiana. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone's so confused whenever I say where I'm from. They think I'm Indiana. Get confused in Illinois, and I'm like, you guys, really, it's all the same. It's all right. Just, like, put them together. <laughs> Illinois, yeah, Indiana. We're all the same. It's all the Midwest. Yes. Everyone, yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. Okay, let's get into these questions. Okay. So, I, um, I wrote down something that then I texted it to myself. I'm really, um, oh, there it is. It's right there in front of me. Okay, so this is not part of my, um questions but I feel like this is like really where my heart is with this new season um so I kind of wanted to give this to you of like this is like the underneath foundation of everything um so within our questions I may like ask things and like lean towards this and this is why so if it comes out of like nowhere don't be like uh Stephanie we didn't talk about this okay so my things are like choosing women and showing them that they're worth it celebrating the heck out of what they are doing. So that's kind of like where the grit comes from and like what you're doing, getting connected and knowing that more people, knowing more people and having a culture of vulnerability and authenticity and actually being real. Um, cause I feel like, and I don't know, I mean, it came through the questions a little bit, but I haven't got a chance to like really like chat with you about, well, no, I did a couple weeks ago, right? A little bit of like what I want this season to be of like celebrating women and actually, um, us being able to stand side by side rather than like fighting for attention, fighting for, you know, like the best, the best kind of thing. So, um, that's kind of the lens that I want to come through with these questions. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Makes great sense. I think honestly, your theme and topic is like exactly what I'm going through. So it's just really funny. Wow. That's funny. That's so good. And especially, like, we weren't planning to FaceTime last week, and then... I know. This is so good. 
Okay. So the first question would be, how do you define grit? Um, first of all, I love that word. I feel like we don't use it enough. I know. It's such a strong word and so descriptive. But like, when I think of the word grit, what first comes to my mind, like, almost like sandpaper Mm. and something maybe a little dirty, but it kind of makes a connection in my mind because grit for me means not giving up. It kind of just means like someone who is willing to go through like the dirt and the hard times and like the conflict and even like the vulnerability Mm -hmm. to get to like the good things in life. And so, yeah, I feel like grit for me is just having that like inner strength to not give up and keep going. Yeah. And so then how do you feel like you're gritting it right now? Like where you're at, whether it's relationships with work, whatever that looks like, you kind of explain like what season you're in and how this is, you're almost two years in your job. Um, I mean, maybe like give a little bit of where you're at friendship wise, like even a little bit of like you and Ben's story. Like I think that you guys gritted it. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'll start with my boyfriend. His name is Ben. And we dated my senior year of college, and he's actually two years younger than I am. So it definitely wasn't a relationship that I had planned on getting into. Mm -hmm. Over the course of many, many months of him pursuing me and me just being like, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is going to work. And then eventually, I was like, whatever. Like, I like this guy. I need to give him a chance. And, um, yeah, so over the time, over the course of time, our relationship developed. And we went through a couple hard times of breaking up and getting back together. And we actually broke up last, no, not last January, last May. So it was about a year ago. And we broke up for about nine months And during that time, we had no intention of getting back together. It was kind of like, this is it. We know that God's asking us to go our separate ways. Um, And the thing was, like, we didn't – it's not like our relationship was bad in any aspect. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things that we both knew it was not meant to be at the time. And so we knew God was asking us to kind of just take a step back. And so we really had to have grit in that season, believing that God's going to get us through it. Like he has someone out there for both of us. And I would definitely say that was a season of grit in having to um, just be real with people on where I was at in that Mm -hmm. season that I wasn't doing well all the time. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard for me. And there were times when I'd be doing really well, but then there was also times when I would just miss him and, I would just ask God, like, what is the point of this? If we both miss each other so much, like, why? And so it ended up being an amazing, like, kind of like a full circle of God bringing us back together. It wasn't anything that I had done. Um, And so now we are dating again. And it's just amazing to see that when we do obey and we have that grit enough to obey God and walk in like, he's going to bless us. And so um, I I love that word grit because I look back on that season of life. And that is really what I had to have. Yeah. I really did. Why, um, 
like, I guess since you guys have been dating for a few months after getting, well, getting back together, was it like January, February when you guys started talking again? Yeah, it was January. Okay. Okay, so I guess why do you feel like the Lord asked you guys to be separate in that season? Looking back, I think you have a little bit more time now to be like, oh, this is what it was. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, I know that for me, I was just solely dependent on Ben, and I had really lost a lot of who I was and who I was in Christ. And I think for him, he could say the same. I think that he knew he had a lot more growing to do, and he was heading into his senior year of basketball, played at Indiana Wesleyan University, and so he knew he was going to have a huge responsibility with the team. And he wanted to be able to dedicate his whole self into that team. Mm-hmm. And so I think for both of us, it was just a matter of obeying God and then letting God kind of do what he needed to do in our lives, mm-hmm. regardless of what happened in the end, if we got back together or not. Like, mm-hmm. it was just scary. And, um, yeah, I think that it was just very, very good for both of us. And I always judge people for breaking up and getting back together and breaking up. And, like, <laughs> yes. And now I'm that person. And, like, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. I get what happens. And for us, it really did make us realize that we want to be together. Mm-hmm. We both dated other people during the breakup. And it's just, it's hilarious because now I'm like, oh, well, that's what happened to us. I get it. Sometimes that is a necessary thing to go through in order to know that you're meant to be together. Yeah. So. Well, and I think it's just like really showing, I think it just comes off way easier to date someone and choose someone until you're in the moment when it's like, okay, well, we have to figure out these life things, especially you guys are at the age of adulting like it's not just college anymore you can't just like go to class and have fun and all of those things um so it's actually having to take a step back and be like, okay well what is what is the lord calling us to separately can we do that together um okay if we can't does that mean the lord's saying no does that mean the lord's like okay wait like i think there's just a lot of choosing that comes in relationships that goes goes unnoticed in a way you know, like even my friend, um, my friend Kinsey, when she kind of like a breakup for like six or seven months, like from the outside, it sounded kind of like the dumbest thing. It was like literally just break up already. And even like being one of her friends, it was kind of was like, come on. But at the same time, you just love that person so much for who they are. And it's hard to really separate. Okay. I love them for who they are, but do I still like, does that still mean a future with them and like giving up someone and it's just even like friendship wise, like you're losing two completely great relationships in one in a way. Yeah. 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 That's good. I, I do agree. Like we have, we have a choice in a relationship. And so I think for both of us, it was like, yeah, we could have kept dating. We could have kept dating and always had this kind of uncertainty to be honest. Mm -hmm. But um, really taking that time apart and then getting back together and choosing, like, we knew. Like, we were choosing to get back together, Mm -hmm. and that is what we both wanted. And it's definitely our responsibility. It's it's not anyone else's responsibility to figure out your dating relationships, but Mm -hmm. you and your significant others. So, yeah, it's good. It's, It's hard, though. Like, 
we did not want to break up. It wasn't something that we were like finding relief in, mm. but it was, it was a challenge. And I, I would say that was definitely one of the hardest seasons of my life. Um, just learning to rely on God in a new way mm. and yeah, just truly kind of finding my confidence again. Yeah. In who I am, God, so yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Well, what about like friendships wise? Like I know, I think it was in a text maybe that we're, I asked you how you were and like that transitioning of you're still really close with all of our college friends, but not in college anymore. So what has that been like? Yeah. Um, so I've been, we've been out of college two years now and that's insane. Like I said it, I just don't feel the age that I am. Like I said it. (laughs) I already said it. Don't make me say it again. Um, yeah, I I guess I've always been surrounded by really strong community. Yeah. So whether that was growing up in high school and at college, like that is how it was for me. I never really struggled to have groups of friends that supported and cared and loved for each other. It was um it was just kind of part of my life. And mm-hmm. um then I think two years out of college now I'm just realizing that the season of life looks very different. And while I do have so many deep friendships still, the sense of community is definitely not as strong as it was. And so I really, especially the past couple months, I've had to have grit with my friendships in knowing that sometimes friendship can be challenging. Sometimes there's going to be conflict. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but having grit means you're willing to go through those hard conversations to get to the good. You're willing to go through those hard times to get to the good parts of your friendship and, and heal and make amends and, um, all that. And so I am in the midst of a season right now where community is not really what I have. And that's been really hard for me, but I've had to remind myself that it is it's season and it's not permanent. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, just having grit and friendships. I think that our culture and society, we're so quick to write people off. We're so easy to just like, oh, well, they did this to me. They hurt me. Or, yeah. you know what? They're just not friends with me anymore. I'm just going to be like, whatever, like whatever with them. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it should be. If we truly love and care about people like we say we do, we can't give up on them. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to fight for like the good things. We can be willing to fight for the good parts about friendship and community and all of that. So that's kind of where I'm at right now in the season of grit and yeah. friendship. It's honestly like, I'm, I mean, I'm in the same exact place with my friendships of, I don't know. I was <laughs> sitting there with, with my friend Kinsey and I've, I think I've, uh, well, it's a new season, so I haven't really shared, like, a lot of what um, the last few months have been just hard in all of us figuring out what does friendship look like when we're all moving towards different things that we may not necessarily agree with, that we may not necessarily, like, maybe not even agree with, but that, like, it's hard for us to be okay with, but we'll be okay with it later on. We just have to give it time, but in the moment, we just want to be mad and angry. Um... To where we're looking at it, and it's like, none of us should be friends. Like, to the outside world, like, 
we, I was this way towards you or you were this way towards me. And honestly, like most women would just drop you like a hat. Like there's no point in being friends with you. Um, and (laughs) we're kind of like, maybe that's why this can be so hard is because we're like trying to sit through that crap and just say, okay, you hurt me in this way. I hurt you in this way. Like, how can we work through this and actually get past it? And it's like this thought of if we did drop every person that bothered us in some way or another, like how surface level would those friendships be? And I'm, I don't do well with surface level friendships. Like I can't honestly don't even put me in a room. Like I can't even do it. Yeah. Um, so that like stresses me out to think of like trying to find new friends all the time where it can come across on Instagram as like this great thing of like, you have a great group of all these wonderful people when really do you know them well? Um, and I much rather know people through their gross stuff and like choose them through that and have them choose me through like, for example, this last season has shown like a lot of like dirt and gross part of my heart and having my friends actually still choose me in that has been incredible of like, oh, okay, I can, I can be the worst part of, part of myself, not even on purpose, you know, like thinking I was okay. I don't know. Thinking I was okay to share it and then almost like regretting of like oh crap I probably shouldn't have you know like you know like you give all yourself in one moment you're like why did I say these things (laughs) how did I how do I still have friends (laughs) yep I'm there with you yeah so yeah it's crazy and man especially like I love that you are with friends from college still too because I think um it's a unique thing to be with people that have seen you in college. It's just like a unique season um, to where my friends out here, the only friend I have is Allie, but I don't live with her anymore. Um, And she even really wasn't with me in college. Like we were high school and then like kind of floated over college and then came back down (laughs) afterwards. Um, But I think it's when people know you through those years of like, really honestly figuring out yourself and who you are and what you want to do. It's a unique, it's a unique time. And so getting to have people outside of that is probably hard because they know those things. They like, not that they hold things over you, but it's like, they know that part about you. But I feel like when people know those parts about you, they can then like encourage you on and push you on to the next part. Um, Or just like having people, having the knowledge that people know you can, I don't know, just makes it almost like a safer environment in a way. So I love that you still get to be with girls that we are right. with. Yeah, that's so good. I I think that there's definite, like, a strength to having a friendship over a long time with mm-hmm. people that have known you and seen you in di- different seasons. Mm-hmm. But there is also, like, that aspect where, I mean, not that they should hold things against you, but they know your dirt. They know your weaknesses. Mm, yeah. You know your bad. And so that's, for me, that's what true friendship is, though. Like, we can't just give up on people just because we go through some hard times. Mm-hmm. If Something I'm learning is that if I truly love someone and I trust them, then I need to know and I need to believe that they want what's best for me. Yeah. And that their heart is in the right place and that, their heart is good and no matter what kind of conflict you go through even even in my dating relationship like I always have to remind myself like 
yeah, maybe something he said might have hurt me or whatever, but I have to know that, like, his heart's in the right place. Mm -hmm. Like, he loves me and he cares for me, and um, it's all out of love. And so even when we approach conflict that way, um, both sides of the party just mutually knowing that we both love and trust each other and this is for the betterment of the friendship, I think that could change the way people view conflict, too, Mm -hmm. and just up it that way. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always about winning. It's about just like, okay, well, how can we just get through this sometimes and come out in a healthy way rather than punching each other at the end? Yeah. Good. Mm. Okay, so within all of that, within like having community, still trying to find community, somewhat like in a new relationship, but an oldie, an oldie but a goodie kind of thing, um, how would you encourage women, girls that are in your season, maybe even, like, um, someone that I interviewed last week, this weekend, um, was kind of like, who, what's your, um, who are the people that listen to your podcast? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea, but I feel (laughs) like, I feel like the number, the group of women is more like college age, aged, maybe like a little bit younger than where we're at, or maybe even same season. I don't know. I don't know how to figure that out, but I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> um, so looking at like that group, I mean, maybe like even what would you say to girls where we came from in college and then where you're at yeah. now? Yeah, I, to encourage them, if they're in a season of maybe feeling insecure or lonely or feeling like they don't have a community or feeling like they don't belong, I think that is a huge feeling that I'm feeling now in life that mm-hmm. I've never felt before. You really don't know what it feels like until you've been there. Mm-hmm. Like I had never really felt this way before until I was in this season. And I'm like, wow, this actually kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to encourage girls that are going through that. Like you are the only one that knows how you feel. Mm. Other people can't read your mind. They can't read your feelings. Um, And so I I know what it feels like. Sometimes it it just feels like you're helpless. Sometimes it feels like I don't have any confidence to go out and seek community. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it just feels like no one understands me or whatever that feeling may be. We have to have the grit in, um, just wanting to seek out and do something about it. Mm -hmm. And whether that means talking to a friend and telling them what you're going through and having that vulnerability to be real with them. Or if that means, you know, making, this is what I did the other, the other day. I literally felt, I felt it was honestly Satan kind of trying to attack me, Mm. but he made it seem like, Oh, you don't have any truth, like any friends. Oh, you don't have community. Oh, whatever. And I literally had to go, to my journal and write down a list of people that I deeply, deeply love and care about. Yeah. And I was reminded, I reminded by God that I have so many people that love and care about me. And although community doesn't look like how it used to, yeah. I still friendships and deep friendships. And so I, yeah, just doing those small exercises of being thankful for those people in your life mm-hmm. and uh, seeking out those friendships and, um, yeah, doing things like that for me, I would just mm-hmm. encourage people to talk to someone, be yeah. vulnerable, honest with people about where you're at in life because people can't read your mind. Yeah. And as much as we want people to come after us and seek us out and give us the attention, mm-hmm. 
we have responsibility to in that. Totally. Well, I think yeah. too, like the whole, well, the whole Me Too movement is something completely different, but still I think speaks truth in like, well, you can't, people don't know where you're at and more people are where you're at, but you don't know it until you, someone says something. Um, and I think even thinking about Instagram of, I love Instagram so much. It's so fun being able to connect and like really just see what everyone's doing, right? Like you're able to like follow along with people's lives. So, but in that it can come across as everyone's doing this. Everyone has this group that I don't have. Everyone has a job that they love and all these things. Um, but at the same time, I think I've really realized that Instagram can be a place for that me too. It can be a place for the actually showing up and saying, okay, this is a place that sucks and I don't like it and it's hard to share. Or sometimes I feel like some, I can lead, lean towards more of the negative side and like pessimistic, well, this just sucks and I need to share this because I want to make sure people understand like I'm doing this, but no, like my heart is still figuring stuff out and like it may look like I have all my crap together, but I don't, you know? <clears throat> so I think allowing like being real on those platforms is super important. Um, yes. When, I don't know. I mean, I just had like a thought and it kind of just went by. Yes. <laughs> See you later. Um, what was I going to say? Those, I don't know. Those platforms are, they're, they're a hard thing. But I think if we yes. all, oh, the whole like hashtag authentic. This like really has bothered me because I feel like, it's still not authentic. Like, how can we change that to actually have it be authentic? Like, what that means um, to where hashtag authentic doesn't mean, like, here's me in the morning, no makeup and my coffee. It's like, no, here's me last night, like, bawling my eyes out because I finally feel like a guy may like me and I haven't felt like someone's liked me in a long time. Or, like, things like that, you know? Like, you don't necessarily have to share that or maybe even want to but knowing that if you step out and do it even like it may not help you but it could help like 12 other people you know oh totally totally i think that social i love social media as well but there's definitely like the goods and the bads but like so many people do try to paint this picture that their life is all put together and it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to actually post something that is your real life. Mm-hmm. Something that you're learning, something a challenging season that you're going through, whatever that may look like. And I, I wish people wouldn't be so quick to judge because um, a lot of times when we do open up, whether that is on social media or elsewhere, mm-hmm. you find that if you're having the right heart in it, you're going to find that people are going to be there for you too which yeah. is a real cool thing about social media as well yeah. because you can find so much support and encouragement through that as well yeah and so i agree I, I think that people need to be more real and genuine on social media because um life is not dandelions and rainbows what's this thing babies daisy Can't, roses <laughs> yeah i know what you're is it dan, dandelions and rainbows no raise daisies <laughs> and rainbows rainbows and daisies something like that Life's not always good. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um, but, yeah, I think that one way to be real and vulnerable 
is just having that 100% authenticity all the time. Yeah. And not, I mean, not even needing to use a hashtag for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I've also, like, I've been so tempted to, like, take pictures and not put an edit on it and, like, things like that when it's, like... But then I'm like, but I want it to still look good. Like, I still want it to be pretty when, um, I don't know, it's kind of that, what if we just didn't use it? Like, what if we used it as a platform that it was when we first got Instagram when we were seniors in high school and just posted a picture of our Frappuccino and we're like, look at this. Right. Didn't even right. put an edit on it. <laughs> oh, right. Or do you remember Picnic? Did you ever... <laughs> what if we just started picnicking our photos again? We would re- get judged, but like... You know what? That was the real me in eighth grade. Exactly. When I just want to put, honestly, I don't even know what I put on those things. That that font type. Oh, my word. Uh, And, like, I don't know if you did this, but everything in black and white. And then you would, like, put something in color. color. One thing in (laughs) Like, make it pop. When that was art. When that was art, when I actually thought I could edit photos. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, going through, and before, like, you had any app that could um, put a filter on, it was, like, going through, and I always would choose Nashville every time. Nashville. Yes. The Nashville filter was my favorite. Yes. That is so good. And all the other ones were actually pretty bogus. But now on Instagram, you can really edit your photo well. You can. It's oh. crazy. It's crazy. And you know what? I think because my real life, probably 40% of the time is me sitting at home watching America's Next Top Model. <laughs> I think at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to need to take a picture of that mm-hmm. and like maybe edit it cool. I yeah, don't I don't know. This is my life. This is what you it know, is. Here it is, world. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry about Jeff. <sighs> I know. What if like I, I understand I understand the whole like creativity because I have that. Like I wanna like edit. I wanna like make it cool and pretty. But there's parts where it's like if I showed you where I am right now, it's actually not the coolest place. Like mm. I'm in a place where I feel super at home and I love it. But if I took a picture of it, you'd be like, What the f- it's just like a fake yeah. fireplace and a big TV in front of you. Right. And that's reality. That's like real life. Exactly. Exactly. But we got to take a picture of our shoes on that cool marble where we never, we just step into a coffee shop, but we never actually get any coffee in it. No, that's right. You just step in, get the photo, and then you like leave. <laughs> Post it as soon as you can. It, as, as soon as you can. Man, that's funny. That's like where we're at. That's we could talk is. about this for probably a whole hour. I know. <laughs> But it's so fun to go back and forth. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, we should go back. I mean, it's tempting to go back on our old Instas and just like scroll through and make fun of them. <laughs> and my captions, like, if I could only, I need to do this sometime. Just go back and scroll from when I first got my Instagram and mm. read the caption. Mm. I think I was, I mean, I still don't really know what a, ca- a good caption even means who even like honestly who even knows they're not supposed to be too long they're not supposed to be too short right like, sometimes you're not even supposed to have a caption what what are we supposed to do like they're supposed to be punny they're supposed to be sweet they're supposed to be a song lyric like i can keep up with this yeah I really can't. 
I, just, I have a friend. I love her to love her to death, and she knows that she does this, so it's not a secret. But like, I think the first time I met her, she we added each other on Instagram, and then she was like, "Why didn't you like my photo? Why didn't you like my photo yet?" And I was like, "Do you know that I didn't like it? Like, how do you know? What? Like how? It's been two hours." Like, how do you know that I didn't like your photo yet? She's like, oh, well, I was just, like, looking, and I was scrolling through the names, and yours didn't come up. And I was like, no. What do I do? I like it now? Like, <laughs> or, like, I just didn't. I was, like, frozen. I was shook. I just, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was shook. I was shaken, not stirred. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But I've caught myself a few times, like, looking through who's looked at my Instagram stories. Yep. That's interesting. Because it's like, what are you doing, Steph? Why do you even really care? Like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty, too. Oh, like, yeah. I'll, I'm guilty of it as well. I, I did it last that, night. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We've all been there, so we get it. We all get it. Okay. Whew, we can stay on this forever. Mm-hmm. Next thing. How are you celebrating women right now? And if you aren't, that's totally fine. Or if you are, that's great too. That's not where I wanted to go with it. How more of, okay, like, how do you want to? If you aren't in a place where, like, you get to right now, um, how do you want to? I think that, to be honest, I am in a process of figuring out what this looks like in my life because... Mm -hmm. Celebrating other women is, for me, a sign of true self-confidence. Yes. In my own life. If I can be 100% genuine, sincere, and be rooting for and supporting and encouraging my fellow sister, and I feel like that's just a sign of being truly confident in who God's made you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if that means... Like, sometimes there are situations that happen that we are naturally competitive by nature. Like, yeah. we're naturally, our instinct is, just, is to sometimes compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. But not that that is wrong, but it's like what we do with it that mm-hmm. kind of affects us. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? For me, it's having that mindset that just because someone else is doing well in life does not mean that I'm not doing well. Yeah. And... I think we've talked about that quote from Lisa Turkhurst or whatever her last name is about um, like another, just because another woman has succeeded does not mean that you have failed. Yeah. And when I read that, like that just spoke to me because it's so true. Like we often think that like, Oh, my friend has so many friends and she, there's so many people that like her and care about her. And like, she's just so popular. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything about me. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me be happy for her and be like, that is great that she is so loved. I love her too. Yeah. Or even like the relationship game. We can play the relationship game. Totally. Oh, well, they, they're engaged and they're so happy and they're playing this amazing wedding and whatever. And it's like, no, let me be happy for them that they are in love and that mm-hmm. they have a relationship. And so I think that we can play the comparison game all day and it eats away at us. For me, it eats away at my energy and, yeah. and, and my anxiety, and it's just not good for me. And so I've had to learn how to mentally shift my mind and be like, no, like I'm going to be happy for her, and I'm going to shift my heart 
to just be supportive and encouraging and happy for whatever successes my friends that are girls are having instead of being like oh what was me it's not happening to me yeah literally which i think it's fair to like be like okay sit in that and then step out of it because it's where we sit in it for too long where it becomes like that bitterness it becomes that angry do you know what enneagram number you are Okay, so I've taken the test two or three times, and I pay. There's one test I took that I paid for the results, Ugh. and I got seven. I'm a seven with an eight wing. Yeah. I scored super duper high on both of them, so yeah. I think I'm fairly equal. Okay. Um, and then in the other ones that I've taken, I was a three and an eight. I can't really remember. Okay. So I'm one of those. I would. <laughs> yeah. I. I could. I could totally see the seven because. That's, like, the fun, energetic, like, always wanted to do new things person. So, I would say that's you. But I also am not an Enneagram expert, so. Yeah. Um, what I've learned from my Enneagram number, and I look, I get, like, an email every morning about, like, this is, it puts it in, like, really big word vocabulary, and I don't, sometimes I don't know what it's talking about. I'm like, can you just tell me straight? yeah yeah, let's use normal language yeah honestly um I'm not that smart so but it's every day I get something new one of them this morning I'll just read it to you what did it say it was like oh I had to like literally go look it up because I was like I don't know what this means (laughs) I'm a number I'm a one okay and my number one thing is I my thing is like because you have like a it's like your deadly sin or whatever. Like they took the seven deadly sins and stretched them out to nine or whatever. And mine is angry anger, um, which um, is very true. I can get like angry, passionate about things. Um, Oh, it was like ones have a self defeating negative tendency toward obsessions and compulsions. Do you see evidence of this in yourself today? And I was like, honestly, those are so many big words in one sentence. Like, I can't even, like, fully understand that. Too much. So I went to look it up. But it was more of, my thing is anger. And so then that then naturally turns in, I'm really bad at holding grudges. I can be super bitter. I can be, like, weirdly passive-aggressive. And I feel like that has come out in my season right now of like celebrating my friends and where they're at because I have a lot of friends that are doing things that I want to be doing Mm. and places I want to be um where in my small group last week it was the question of like what I may have shared this with you last week but um they're like what are what are you learning right now and why kind of like what's something hard that you're going through and why are you learning it and one of the things was like I'm going through a hard thing with one of my friends, and um, it's funny because I'm literally starting a podcast that talks about celebrating women, and I can't even do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just like it's crazy of talking with them of, well, I think I'm this way. I think I have this confidence, this true self identity when, um, and I'm trying to like, show that in this podcast but it's really been a learning curve for me of like well crap I don't have I mean I've known I don't have all my crap together but um 
I think the sneaky thing about identity and confidence is that it's like a little roller coaster. And so like you think you have it all together and then like the next day you don't. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is very, very, very true. Yeah. So it's kind of I think you're so right of like you have to be completely confident and true in who you are to then be able to celebrate other people. And I think that's why we can't do it well is because we don't know ourselves enough. Like, we don't have enough confidence in ourselves, confidence in ourselves. And that's kind of, like, scary because um, we live with ourselves every day. Like, what are we telling ourselves that's not, I don't know, that's putting us in that place mm-hmm. to where we can't then look at someone else and say, well, I love what she's doing and I love what they're doing. Or even, like, the if people are doing what you want to do, we get in this mindset of, well, then I can't do it. Like, um, like I was talking, the girl I was interviewing last week, she's started this conference called yellow co. And it's all about celebrating, getting women together to collaborate rather than to, um, then compete against one another. And just like companies that are doing good. And I told her, I was like, looking at that, I could say, well, I've wanted to start a conference with that. And now I can't because she did it. So, okay, there goes my dream. When, No, like there are 8 billion people, almost 8 billion people in this world. And we are all completely unique and different in our visions. And we may be able to come together with other people and have similar, but no one can be you. And that's something I have to remind myself of, of like, no one's me. Like I can't for myself. I have to be careful because that can like turn into pride of like, no one's me. So, (laughs) hey, hey, dusting off our shoulders. Yeah. Telling everybody, hey, we're dust. Can you feel the dust coming off <laughs> into the mic? Um, no, but like that confidence of no one can be me mm-hmm. and humbly taking that of like, okay, what can I do in that? But I don't yeah. think, I don't think we have that. And that's one thing, like looking at my this next week, I'm going to high school camp with my high schoolers and like, how can we set that up for girls? And let them know whether they're in fifth grade. I mean, this may just be my teacher person coming out, but like fifth grade, sixth grade, 12th grade, 15th grade, whatever grade you're in, or mm-hmm. what are we in? Like 20th, 18th grade? I lost count. I don't even know. Anymore. I don't even know. Um, to where we can teach them earlier on to be confident and full in who they are so that mm-hmm. they don't grow up to be like us, right? <laughs> like it's like, Trying to switch yeah. that cycle, um, and yeah. that's hard. Yeah, we don't. I, I, I wish that I'm a song leader for middle school students right now, mm-hmm. and I, I just always want to tell them that each of you are so unique and special. Mm-hmm. You don't try to be someone else. Like yeah. we all heard saying of like, why be someone else when you're? I don't even know what the saying is, but yeah. it's just like we're also uniquely gifted and skilled. And so when we're looking at other people and saying oh, they're doing so well in life, I'm so jealous, like, what does that say about you and how God has gifted you? Like, I think that it can be hard, though, because we do have feelings and we're humans, and those feelings really do mean something. Absolutely. And so we're feeling hurt when we're feeling jealous or, like, we're not good enough or whatever that may be. Those feelings are real and they're valid. Mm Mm-hmm. But we also have to, on the flip side of that, we have to counteract that sometimes with truth and just knowing that we are very, very unique and mm-hmm. uniquely gifted and we don't need to try to be someone else because 
we have all that we need. We have all that yeah. God has made us to be. So yeah, I think <laughs> that's how I am too with my high school girls of like, frick, like, I don't think that you understand. I think I just put myself back in their shoes and I'm like, mm-hmm. if I could just, but at the same time, we wouldn't be where we're at if we didn't learn. Mm-hmm. That's so true. All that we learned, even though it was hard. And even though I don't want them going through it, like they're going to have to, no matter what. Yeah, it's just part of that season of life, I think, of going through the competition and comparison uh, or whatever, but... Mm. You know what I realize is all those words, like competition, comparison, confidence, they all start with C. <laughs> That's the letter that my name starts with. <laughs> That's right. Know what that says about me, but I think it means something. I think it means, yeah, <laughs> trying to find a connection through all of them when really there's none. Connection! Oh, see! Oh my gosh, we're on a roll. Keep going, keep going. What do we got? Celery. Communication. <laughs> Community. Community. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Campfire. <laughs> yes, because that's where community starts. Isn't it, though? Church? Church. Community? Mm, the big C, though. Christ. Christ. Christ and me. Cornerstone. Man, we could keep going. Oh, my goodness. I blanked. I blanked. We're done. I think we're good. Coffee? The, mm. I just looked down and saw my coffee. <laughs> we need that. Okay, great. Um, I have one more question. And then we're probably going to throw this all together and call it a day. Shoot. Because unfortunately, I have to go to work. (laughs) So unfortunate. I have today off, so. Get it. What time is it? It's almost 11 there now. Is it getting hot in your car? No, I have the air conditioning. I don't want your battery to die. I'm so worried. Can you just double check afterwards that your battery didn't die? I will double check. Do it for me. (laughs) I will do it. And I'll text you. Please. Okay, last question. Do you have any tangible ways that you think us women can grid it with one another and not against one another? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of my core values in life is honesty. Mm-hmm. I really, really value when other people are honest with me and when I can be honest with them. Like, that is just how I function and how I'm wired. And so I would say... One way that we can truly grit it and grit it together is by being honest first with ourselves about where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through a season of loneliness or a lack of self-confidence or whatever that may look like, those are just things that I'm going through, so that's why I said them. Um, be real with yourself. Like If you're feeling those things, take some time to think about it and think about why you're feeling that way. Yeah. I think for me, I went through a long time of just kind of pushing those feelings to the side and being like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I'm just I'm just being emotional or I'm just being dramatic. Like, yeah. no, your feelings are actually a temperature and a gauge mm-hmm. that, that kind of reflect of what you're going through in life and mm-hmm. who you truly are. And so um, I would just say be honest and real with yourself. And then you have to be real and honest and vulnerable with other people. Mm-hmm. 
like I, I was saying before, like people can't really read your mind. They don't know how you feel or what you're going through unless you talk to them about it. Yeah. And so I just this past Sunday, um, I had to do something. Honestly, it was the most uncomfortable and awkward and vulnerable I've ever felt. Mm. I had to just kind of share with a group of people about what I was going through mm-hmm. and it was kind of awkward and it felt uncomfortable, but that is when I truly felt like I could do something about it. Mm. I felt I was making progress. It wasn't like I was just slipping back into my emotions and craziness and drama again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being honest. And then second, I would say is pray mm. like, Pray for your friends. Pray for people that you might feel competitive towards. Yeah. People that you might be jealous of. Um, because I feel like for me, whenever I'm feeling anxious or jealous or angry or bitter or lonely or sad, it's so easy to turn that onto someone else and mm-hmm. blame them. Um, but I feel like prayer helps us align our hearts with God's heart and, and we see things differently and he gives us a different perspective and we get so clouded by like our human judgment that prayer kind of, for me, it like lifts my gaze a little bit. It just helps me see things a little more clearly and what actually matters and what actually is reality. And so, um, praying for those women that you want to support and those women that you want to celebrate. Yeah. I think those are two things for me that are super duper important in my life. That's good, Craig. That's a good way to end good, good talks. Grit it, girl. <laughs> grit it. Just grit it. Just grit it. Oh, my gosh. This has been so fun. It has. Wow. I'm so honored that you would have me on your podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I want everyone to be on it. <laughs> everyone. All at once. Everyone, everyone talking at the same time. <laughs> I think it's just – it's. I was thinking about it walking down the stairs this morning. They're like, oh my gosh, I get to talk to Crit and have it be like, I don't know, just having, like I said, one of my college friends, but then also, I think it's just, I've been incredibly blessed by the people that the Lord's put in my life of, that I could sit down with every person in my life and have a conversation about this and have it be real and, um, ask the harder questions and, um, I love that from states away, we've stayed connected and I don't know, it's just been great. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for like, I, I just feel like it takes a lot of courage and you're just so natural at it. Like mm. you're just a natural person who's great at conversation. And so oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Love you, Crit. Have a great love day off. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day, Steph. Thank you. I will let you know when this is going out. I'll probably be like in August, but I'll keep you updated, Michelle. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. We got it done in an hour. That was good. Dude, yeah, we kicked that in the butt. Crushed it. Crushed it. And my phone is now 40%. It went from 90 to 40. Ooh, there we go. Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. Check your car. Make sure she turns back on. All right. Bye, Crit. Love you. Love you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. You too. Bye. Guys, isn't she great? So excited that you guys got to meet Kristen. Go ahead. Go follow her. Go see what she's up to. 
She is always a fun-loving, always focused on the Lord, and um, just a really fun person to know. So I really encourage you guys to reach out to her. Thanks, guys, for listening. I can't wait for the next few interviews that are coming up. Honestly, this season is loaded with some great, great women. And not like the last seasons haven't been. Do not get me wrong. They totally have. I think that the spin of Gritted Girl has just been not more fulfilling, but it's been so incredibly um, refreshing in a way to kind of get this new perspective from other women because I haven't really talked about this stuff and gritting it and having those harder questions except for with my closest friends. So I love that you guys get to join in on these conversations. Love you guys. Don't forget to reach out in the Facebook group or leave a review on iTunes, whatever that stuff looks like. I just want to hear from you guys. And I want you guys to know that this is a community and that we're all in this together. All right, we'll see you in a few weeks.